0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Masbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. It's such a wonderful season, the Christmas season, season of light and love. And yeah, I always enjoy the Christmas season when you see the lights coming on in all the windows of the shops and the, the Christmas trees in the houses. I know not everybody favors the Christmas tree, but what I like is the light everywhere because it is a celebration of light and of life. And um, today I would like to speak to you about that wonderful name that you hear so many times in the beautiful Christmas songs, in the Christmas carols, and it's Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. I mean, what a name, what a title, but uh, also for us, what a promise. And what a wonderful thing to know if you have the revelation that God is truly with us. Well, let's read where we can read that in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. I also think this is a very familiar part of uh, the Bible that we read many times during the Christmas season. But the truth and the power of this verse will help you the whole year through. So don't just let it be part of the lyrics of A Christmas Carol, and don't just let it be a scripture that you read during the Christmas season, but enjoy this blessing, enjoy this promise the whole year through, and especially for us on this side of time that know that this is a reality. Hallelujah. Well, let's read it. Verse 14 of Isaiah chapter 7. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Listen carefully, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, can you imagine when the prophet told his writer, hey, write down these words. This is a word of the Lord. This is a word that comes from the Holy Spirit. Write it down. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. I mean, that writer must have thought, what are you saying? How can you say this? That's impossible for a virgin to give birth. But he said, write it down. That's what the Lord is saying. Write it down. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and his name will be Emmanuel, which means God is with us or God with us. You know, that was a revelation that maybe at the time they didn't even know the full meaning of it, that God himself would come and dwell among us. But you know, it has become a reality. And now on this side of the Bible, this side of time, we know it so much more clearly. But can you imagine those people in those early years before Christ was born, reading these verses, reading these words of the great prophet Isaiah? I mean, how would that ever be possible? And what could that mean? And how would that work? How would that go? But we know that the angel came And he said to that young virgin that pure girl mary he said you will give birth to a child and she said but what must i do what what can i do what how how will this work how how she didn't say it in unbelief but she questioned what must i do what is my part how how will i become pregnant and he said don't worry about a thing you don't have to do a thing the holy spirit will come over you and that's why which will come out of you will be the son of god Well, I mean, this was a secret, you know, that we know the revelation, but for so many today, it still is a secret. It still is a mystery because for them, God has been tucked away high in the heavens, somewhere deep in the holy of holies of the temple, and surely not near to us a sinful race, a sinful people. Because we all are sinners. The Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, how can God Himself, the Holy One, dwell near to us or be near us? I mean, us as simple and mortal beings. How is this possible? You know, so many, they still feel so separated from God the Father and they feel He is separated from them. But then I would like to ask have we forgotten how God, would come every evening into the Garden of Eden to walk and to talk and have fellowship with Adam and Eve. You know, we read so beautifully in Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, where it says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool, the afternoon breeze of the day. So the man and his wife hid and kept themselves hidden from the presence of the Lord God, among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? Where are you? God came as he always came to have fellowship with Adam and with Eve, but they hid themselves. But he called out to them and he said, where are you? And you know, that voice is still going out into the world today through preachers and evangelists and pastors and prophets and just children of God of all sorts and kinds that are in this world that are testifying and speaking on behalf of the Lord to their neighbor and their family and their friends and saying, God is asking, where are you? He longs to have fellowship with you. He longs to come near to you. And you know, throughout the whole Bible, we can read how loving And how tenderly God comes to mankind, yes, even after the great fall of man, the great fall of sin where man fell, uh, he still comes near to man. We read that throughout all of Scripture, that he seeks for opportunities. He seeks for ways that he could come near to man to have fellowship with us. I mean, he was surely with Abraham. He surely was with Moses and Elijah and with Esther. And the Ruth and so many more as we can read. Yes, he is so holy, but every time he comes near to fallen men, and he made himself accessible for us, for mankind. The prophecy that we have just read in the book of Isaiah, God with us, it was fulfilled with the coming of Jesus. And that's exactly what we are celebrating in this season of Christmas. And you know, Oh, you can fight if Christmas uh, was in December, or if it should be in March, or maybe some other date. But you know, uh, it's not something for me to fight and fuss about. I'm glad there is a time set a year that people celebrate his birth. And so I celebrate his birth. And I don't argue so much with some of them that they lose the whole meaning of the celebration because they are just so busy with the date. I know he came. I know it's important, these things, and to be proper in these things, but we have this Christmas season to celebrate that Jesus came, and they are celebrating it all over the world. What a season, what an opportunity for man to become aware that Emmanuel, God, has come near to us, is close to us, and you know, he was born because of the Holy Spirit out of the Virgin, and he is fully man and fully God. Well, that's something we can never fully comprehend, but he is fully man and fully God. The Apostle of Love, he describes it in such a wonderful way in John chapter 1 when he says, and the Word, Christ, became flesh and lived among us, and we actually saw his glory Glory as belongs to the one and only begotten Son of the Father, the Son who is truly unique, the only one of His kind, who is full of grace and truth, absolutely free of deception. I mean, what a way to describe Him, that He, Christ, came near to us and that we could see Him. Yes, God was veiled in flesh. The flesh was a veil to cover him because the fullness of his glory we could never behold and live. You know, that's what God said to Moses when Moses asked, can I see your glory? He said, no man can see my glory and live. So when he came down to walk among us, he had to veil himself in the flesh. But it says we saw him and we saw him and heard him, his love, his compassion, his wonderful deeds and ultimately The great work that he accomplished for us by becoming that ultimate sacrifice to pay the price fully for our sins and to purchase us with his own blood and set us free of the bondage of sin and death and give us eternal life. Oh, glory to God. You know, I don't know about you listening right now. Maybe you're in your car or somewhere else, but don't you just want to lift up your hands? and praise him and glorify him. Oh, I would just want to spend the rest of this broadcast to praise him and worship him and thank him for coming and saving me by giving himself up completely and fully upon the cross, becoming a curse for me and carrying that punishment for me who is so unworthy. Oh, hallelujah. Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Praise God. You know. It means literally that God has set his tent in the midst of mankind, in the middle of mankind where we are dwelling. He came down and set his tent because Christ has dwelled and lived among us. And you know, that also makes Christ the best high priest that we could have or could imagine to have because he fully understands what it means to be man. It says in Hebrews chapter four, verse 15, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and to understand our weakness and temptations, but one who has been tempted knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin. Christ understands us because he dwelled among us because he was with us, and he had to go through all things in the same manner of ways that we go through things in life. But yet, he went through it all without sinning. He stayed pure and holy. And you know, because he was born out of that virgin, he also does not have that sin of the generations before. We are born in sin already, but he was not born in sin because his bloodline was different than our bloodline. And now we be part of his bloodline. Oh, hallelujah. I had a blood transfusion with the blood of Christ, and I have been made holy. I am sanctified. You know, it is his work upon the cross that made a way for us. He is the way. It is him who is a door for us that is open to enter and to come near to God. He is the door, hallelujah. He is the way, the truth, and the life Oh, if we would just talk about Christ, we could talk broadcast after broadcast, year after year about him and who he is and what he has done. Oh, I mean, there is no ending to talk about Christ. He is everything, all in all. But you know, he has made it possible, not only when he dwelled among us in the flesh that he came near to us, that was the beginning of something marvelous But now because of his accomplished work, he is the way, he is the door that any moment, anywhere where we are, we can enter into the presence of the Father and we can come in his name. Oh, that is a glorious and wonderful thing. You know, I'm already looking forward to that day that the Bible talks about, that the trumpet will sound and that he will come to get us and bring us into eternal glory where we will see him face to face. It says in Revelation chapter 22, verse four, and they will be privileged to see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. Oh, I tell you, I am looking forward to that day, that privilege that I know I have already received, but it must still come into fulfillment, but I already have it. It already is mine that I will see him face to face. And I tell you, I will bow down before him, and I will lay flat on my face before him and worship him, him who has done it all for me. But you know, I don't have to wait for that day that will come, albeit that the trumpet will sound and he comes to get me, or maybe if he still tarries, that I will breathe my last breath and I will go to him in glory at that time. But any time that is already set by the Father, I will come to be in his presence and see him face to face. But I don't have to wait for that day. Already now, now, my friend, wherever you are in that living room, or maybe at your job, at the workplace, or maybe in the car, wherever you are, now we can just enter into the glorious throne room of the Father just by simply saying, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And that name gives access all to the glorious Father and to the presence of God. It means Emmanuel, God with us, and that's not just a lyric in a Christmas song, and it is not just a scripture that we use in the Christmas season, and it is not just a name that he has, but it is a promise and a reality for us that God has come near, but God still is near, and that we can draw near to Him. You know, that is so wonderful in this dispensation of grace, that it's not just that He came down, you know, 2,000 years ago, but that now, today, we can come near to Him because of that name that gives us access, and that is, of course, by the work that He accomplished for us. But God came so near to mankind And he did everything that was necessary to bring us near to him. And it's still the same today that God is seeking ways to come near to mankind. I mean, we are lost. He is not lost. We are lost. And sometimes people say, I found God. But you know, God was not lost. We are lost. How glorious to know that we are found by him. He is seeking us. His eyes, the Bible says, are going to and fro across this whole world, day and night, looking, seeking for a heart that will open up for him. And whenever he sees a heart opening up for him, he comes near and he comes in and he has fellowship with them and he brings a party into that home. Oh, he'll bring a party into your heart, into your life. He died for us that through that death, Every promise could become a reality, and that presence of God would not just be near to us, but that he would dwell inside of us. Oh, I would say, wow, that's the short version of hallelujah. Wow, he comes to dwell in us. Oh, and it's all because of that glorious name, Jesus Christ. It says so wonderfully in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, do you not know? that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, and that you are not your own property. You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. Oh, so then glorify and honor God with your body. I mean, dear people of God, how glorious to know that God came near so that we could draw near to him, but that ultimately that great revelation is there that he comes to dwell inside of us. He lives in us and we live in him. Christ in us, we are in Christ and together we are in the father. Oh, and I tell you, he will never leave us. The Bible says, Jesus said, I will never leave you, never forsake you. I will be with you all the days of your life. Yes, even to the end of this world, I will be with you. And I can say, because the Bible gives proof for that, I will be in you as you are in me. Oh, read John chapter 15, also so wonderfully about the vine. Well, my dear friend, maybe you are a child of God like me, and you can say amen and be encouraged today. But maybe you are listening to this broadcast And you say, oh, brother John, how wonderful. I would love to have that too. Oh, I want to be part of that too. I want to have that in my life too. Well, then I want to pray with you right now. As I said, the eyes of the Lord are looking for hearts that are going open to him. And then if he sees a heart open, he comes inside and he dwells with them and he makes everything new. Is your heart open for him? Oh, then I can give you this promise out of the word. He will come and make you brand new. He will wash away all your sins and iniquities and shortcomings and faults and mistakes. And he will cleanse you completely and make you holy. And he will clothe you with his righteousness and make you holy and acceptable before the Father. So let's pray right now. Oh, Father, you see those hearts that are opening for you today. And you have promised in your word that you will come in and you will have a supper with them. You will have fellowship with them and you will make all things new. Oh, Lord, come into their life. Maybe their life is burdened. Maybe they are sick in body or spirit or soul or mind. Maybe they are even possessed with evil spirits. But today, oh, heavenly father, because of Christ, your son, who came near to us to bring us near to you. Come into their life right now. Break every bondage of sin. Oh, take away every iniquity and fault and wash them and cleanse them and make them whole. Oh, I ask you right now, Heavenly Father, heal them, restore them, set them free. And as you promised in your word, make them brand new. Make them a new creation in Christ. And Lord, I know that their name right now, will be written in the Lamb's book of life. You have given them eternal life and they can also look forward to that day that they will see you face to face and they will be with you forever and ever in eternity. Thank you for this wonderful promise and this reality that it's all ours in Christ Jesus. Oh, my dear friend, be blessed right now and be blessed during this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also, visit us at maasbach.com.